0: Hello, I'm Ray. Welcome to another podcast episode. Happy Christmas, 25th of December. Our podcast day has fallen on Christmas Day, would you believe? I hope you're well. Have you opened all your presents yet? <laughs> Probably not. This is going on eight o'clock Christmas morning. So uh, for me, I'm not quite there. It's Christmas Eve at the moment. It's been a funny old year, isn't it? Oh, a funny old few years, actually, what with Covid and Strikes everywhere. It seems that everyone's on strike at the moment. Then we've got the cost of living crisis. Stone the crows. It goes on and on. I don't know what 2023 will bring. Let's hope it's good for all of us. Whatever it brings. Let's hope it's nice and peaceful. I think we all need a little bit of peace now. OK, I'm just going to read something out. Alison. Hello, Alison. She said, may I have a shout out? Of course you can have a shout out, Alison. Alison is in Australia with her hubby and two kids, and her mum is in the UK. Now, Alison's mum, Carol, hello, Carol, always listens to the podcast episodes, which is good. The thing is, she's on her own this Christmas. Alison is Carol's only child, and uh, no other relatives around, so that is sad, and Alison is saying, this isn't only for my mum, but anyone else who might be on their own at Christmas. That's a good point, Alison. There must be a lot of people on their own at Christmas. And it's hard to imagine, isn't it, waking up Christmas morning and there's no one there. You're just on your own, have a cup of tea, have breakfast on your own. I've lived alone many, many years ago. I've lived alone and it's not nice. Some people like it. It really does suit some people. They love their own company. I don't. I'm absolutely hopeless on my own. So anyone, if you are on your own and listening, I hope you have a nice day. Put the telly on. There's all sorts on telly. Mind you, we've seen it a hundred times before. Is the Morecambe and Wise show still on every Christmas? I think that's been running for the last 150 years. (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? Sunday night at the London Palladium. I think that came to an end, finally. But uh, seriously, if you are on your own, put the radio on. Listen to the inane drivel on there from the DJ. (laughs) No, it's not that bad. I'm joking. Have a listen to some talk programmes. Might be interesting. There again, might be boring. But I hope you have a pleasant day anyway. The weather isn't too bad. I haven't checked the temperature uh, because, as I say, it's Christmas Eve. We've had rain, nothing but rain, all this week, really. A couple of days where the sun has sort of popped through, but uh, that reminds me of that record. The sun has got his hat on. I don't know where the sun's gone. It's disappeared. It's just above the clouds, isn't it? I remember as a kid being told... The sun is always out. And I thought, well that's rubbish, you know, there's rain, there's snow, there's cloud where is what do you mean the sun's always out? Here we go, more rubbish from the grown ups, like my grandma telling me, Oh look, that's the letters going to Australia and she's pointing at a jet plane up in the air. And I thought, well, that is letters, is it? It's an aeroplane. What she meant was the letters are in the aeroplane. I was, I don't know, five years old? And I'm thinking, well, how can letters fly through the air to Australia? (laughs) Anyway, there we are. So, yes, the sun is always out above the clouds. I would imagine a lot of you have flown before in an aeroplane, obviously. And you look down on the clouds, don't you? And you can see, as I've seen in the past, thunderstorms, lightning and all sorts going on, wind and rain, lashing rain. And yet where you are above the clouds, it's a lovely, calm, quiet, sunshiny day perfect. So where was I? Oh yes, living alone for whatever reason. If you find yourself on your own at any age, you don't have to be old, any age. Phone a friend. Do you know anyone you can phone just to say, hope you have a rotten day? (laughs) No, just to say happy Christmas. Or do you know of someone on their own? If you've got a neighbour on their own and it's Christmas day, just pop round with a mince pie or a sausage roll or something, or preferably a bottle of wine or a barrel of beer. That would cheer them up, wouldn't it? So there we are. But yes, it's not nice being on your own. But as I said, some people do like it. I've got a note here. It says, full pound of jam. I was just thinking, what on earth does that mean? I've just remembered, in the 50s and the 60s, on a a jar of jam you buy with strawberry, raspberry, apricot, it says, one full pound, as in weight. And I remember then thinking, How can there be a full pound? It's either a pound or it's not a pound. You can't put almost a full pound (laughs) or just over a pound. It's ridiculous, isn't it? One full pound. It's, It's advertising, isn't it? Advertising rubbish. Have you seen the adverts on telly? Good grief. I won't go on about that because they really are getting worse and worse. Anyway, as I was saying, it's been a funny old year or two or three years. The weather's all over the place. We had beautiful summer. Here in Britain, the summer was actually hot. There were times I thought I was in Australia. <laughs> actually, I've been saying recently it's Australia's midsummer, isn't it? It's not your midsummer, is it? it's spring, isn't it, where you are? Down under, is it spring? Uh, anyway, you're coming up to midsummer, I would imagine. Christmas Day, hasn't it come round quickly? So fast, I can't believe it. I remember thinking, suddenly, it, it was November. I thought, goodness me, it's November already. Here we go, bonfire night. Set fire to Guy Fawkes for trying to blow up Parliament. <laughs> I wonder how many other people have tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament and failed. Perhaps we haven't heard about it. Probably quite a few recently, I would imagine. No, I mustn't talk. I mustn't incite violence. But <laughs> No, it's not inciting violence. Of course, not everyone celebrates Christmas, do they? A lot of people don't. It's not in their, you know, their religion or whatever. It's not part of their thing, so they don't celebrate it. And there are people, of course, who don't celebrate birthdays. Just do whatever you do. That's fine. I don't think anyone's got a problem with that. I certainly haven't. I suppose I've always celebrated Christmas as well since childhood because that's what I grew up with. We grew up with uh, those horrible sticky paper chains that you hang all over the place, and uh, fancy things that fall off the ceiling and. You stick one, your drawing pin in the ceiling and get told off for making holes in the ceiling and stuff hanging from the light, the lampshade and the Christmas tree, over-decorated. Talk about over-engineered. Hanging with sorts of rubbish that we used to put on it as kids. But it was fun. It was good fun. So yes, I've always celebrated Christmas. I think having grown up with it as a child, it's a, a winter thing. As I've said before, when I was young, my grandmother My grandmother was always giving me useless information. Oh, in Australia, they have Christmas dinner on the beach. No, they don't. You don't have Christmas dinner on the beach, do you? Some of you might do. You might go down to the beach. But the way my grandmother was telling it, I imagined everyone going down to the beach with their big roast dinner, their turkey and all the stuff, and Christmas pudding and sausage rolls and mince pies and drinks, they don't do that. You might pop down the beach and have a swim. You might have a barbecue. But I'm sure you don't have a roast dinner on the beach with all the trimmings. <laughs> no, my grandmother, she meant well. Like the letters flying through the sky and all this nonsense. She meant well. Sun's always out. It's just that she didn't put it across. I mean, as a kid, I would have needed it to have been explained properly. That's an aeroplane carrying the letters. I don't know, anyway, that was all a long time ago. Now, I'm not going out in the car. I heard yesterday, Friday, that there will be 16.9 million car journeys in the UK. Now, where did they get that? How can you count how many car journeys there will be? Not have been, will be. It's it's balmy. Honestly, some of these, that's a dreadful word, statistics, numbers. Some of these numbers they come out with. There will be 16.9 million car journeys today. (laughs) Stun the crows, it's balmy. Mind you, the roads are busy. I look on Google Maps and you see all these red sections, don't you, where the traffic's ground to a halt. We're not going out at all over Christmas. Everyone's coming to us on Boxing Day. I believe there are 27 family and one or two close friends. 27 of us there will be. Fantastic. What I'll do... (laughs) What I'll do is come up here to my studio, my radio room, and hide. No, I won't. I will join in. Oh, another thing I heard, this is, oh, where do they get these figures from? I heard this on the telly. Families argue at Christmas. I'm sure some of them do. Apparently, allegedly, the first argument will be before 10.15 on Christmas morning. How can they say that? How can they say that there's going to be argument? I can understand, they did say that some people drink too much and then get violent. I mean, that's bad, isn't it? You don't want someone drunk and violent on Christmas, well, any day. But I don't know how they come out with these things. And there was was some woman on there, was she a psychologist or a therapist? I don't know what she was. And she was saying, now, you've got to get through the day. OK, so just take deep breaths, calm down. If someone says something you don't like, don't go back at them, just calm down. What do you mean, get through the day? It's Christmas Day. You've got to enjoy it. It's not, oh, here we go. Right, this is it. Doom and gloom. I've got to get through Christmas Day. Perhaps it is for some people. I don't know. I suppose some people argue all the time. I can imagine if there's mum and dad and say two or three uh, teenage kids and the kids are bickering and mum's trying to get the dinner done and dad's trying to do what he's doing. looking at his watch, thinking, can I nip up the pub for a a swift half? No, you can't. I suppose that is sort of a situation where an argument could explode. I I don't know. It's all all sad if people have to argue at all, let alone on Christmas Day. So if you are prone to arguing, well, don't. At least today, don't. (laughs) Positive. That's it. Positive attitude. Be happy. As I've often said to Tricia, we don't argue, why? Because I'm always right, and she knows I'm always right. There's nothing to argue about, is there? (laughs) I bet some of you ladies listening to this now, of course you're not always right. No, we don't argue actually, um, we get on pretty well. When we first met many years ago, we said to each other, if we're gonna do this, if we're gonna get married, no mind games, you know, I can't stand mind games. There's obviously something wrong. So you'll say, "Are you okay?" "Yes." "Are you sure you're all right?" "Yes." Well, there's obviously something wrong. You know, why not just say, "Well, yes, there is something wrong. Actually, it's the way you've just done that. I don't like it." And then the other person could say, "Oh, yes, sorry. I'll uh, I won't do that again." Trish tells me if I do something that annoys her. Well, I don't do anything that annoys her, but she would. She would tell me if I did. I mean, I don't annoy anyone, do I? Well, apart from you listening to this at times. <laughs> Oh dear, Now we've got to be happy, honestly. We've got to be happy. If someone does something that annoys you, then it's no good sulking and not speaking. You have to say, look, that really annoys me. Don't do it again. And if they're a sort of half reasonable person, they'll say, oh, sorry, I didn't realise. Another thing I remember saying to Trish when we first met, in some, some marriages, you get to the stage where one of them leaving the lid off the toothpaste tube is grounds for divorce. It's gone on for so many years. In the end, ah, that's it. I can't do it anymore. Divorce. (laughs) So you must tell each other things. I do. I think it's good to tell each other things. Not only things that annoy you, but nice things. If Trish makes me a nice meal, I will say that was really good. I'll, I'll thank her. I always say thank you because it's not her job to make me a meal, is it? It's not her job to iron my shirts and things. I have offered to do some ironing, but she thinks that quite rightly that it's best if I don't get anywhere near the iron. (laughs) But I can't imagine why. I wouldn't burn holes in things, would I? But there we are. Anyway, that's enough about that, about uh, talking of Christmas dinner. Ours will be ready later on. I think we're having dinner about two o'clock. So we're on our own Christmas day, just the two of us. We've always liked Christmas day on our own and then everyone round Boxing Day. It's just rather nice. We light the coal fire. Have a, a little snack for breakfast cereals or something. Don't start drinking at <laughs> sort of eight in the morning. That won't do. A cup of tea or coffee, perhaps. And then we have our dinner, about two. Will there be a Queen's speech? Well, there won't be a Queen's speech this year because uh, she's gone, bless her. But will there be a King's speech? I must find out. Uh, I did start to look online and then I was distracted and I never did find out. I'm sure there'll be a King's speech king charles there we are king charles that's good and i'm sure he's doing a good job i haven't heard much the news these days there's so much as i've said in the midweek podcast there's so much fake news around i don't know what to believe but i'm sure there will be a King's speech if there is well you can watch it wherever you are in the world can't you i was going to say i'll tell you all about it on wednesday in the midweek message. But of course, TV these days, you can watch it anywhere in the world. It's quite amazing, isn't it, technology? Back in the old days, when I was a boy, if anyone wanted to phone a relation or a friend abroad, you could pay something like two or three pounds a minute. Hello, we've got some boinging going on. That's family on uh, WhatsApp. We'll try to get him down earlier. Don't know what that means. Oh, I know, yes, that's our niece trying to get her son to sleep earlier. So she can get here on Boxing Day on time and not have him want to go. That's the trouble with little ones, isn't it? He's, how old is he? Uh, two? Is he two now? I don't know. Little ones, of course, get overexcited, then they get overtired, and then it all ends up. I suppose that could cause an argument, couldn't it? But when I was a lad, as I was saying, phone calls abroad cost a fortune. You, you daren't phone someone in Australia or America only for perhaps a quick, hello, happy Christmas. You are right? Yep, goodbye. (laughs) And that's it. But these days, I chat to my son, video call. He's in North Carolina. I'm in Britain. And we can chat for an hour, which we do. And of course, it's not building up. It's the internet, isn't it? So we're not paying for a phone call. Actually, I'm surprised that people still have landline phones these days. We've got one and I don't want it. Trish wants to keep it. Both our mothers, oh, here we go, we're off again. Both our mothers phone the landline. They don't like mobile phones. They've got mobiles, but they like the landline. And I think they are the only people that phone us. So we have to keep the landline. I'd rather get rid of it. Mind you, no one phones me anyway. I don't get, apart from my mother, I don't get phone calls. My mobile phone never rings. (laughs) I don't keep my mobile phone on me for using as a phone. I don't phone people and they don't phone me there must be something in that. I'm not quite sure what. (laughs) They don't want to talk to me. But I use it for everything else that is on your mobile, all sorts of stuff. I certainly wouldn't want to be without my mobile. I don't use the camera on the phone as much as I should, really. When we went to the wildfowl wetlands at Arundel the other day, I took a couple of photos, but I, I meant to take a few more. And again, I got sort of distracted or waylaid and I came home and realised, oh, I only took a couple of photos. There's some flying geese. I should have done a little video. These geese flying through the air and then landing on the lake. Fantastic the way they kind of put their feet down like the undercarriage of an aeroplane and their wings twist back to slow them down. Amazing to watch. In fact, when we got home, um, Trish dragged out my bird books for me. I've got various books to identify birds because I don't know. I'll say to someone, look at that chaffinch. That's not chaffinch, it's a blue tip. Oh is it okay. Look at that great tip. That's a chaffinch. (laughs) So I I must get my bird book open and have a look at that and see exactly what's what we have a couple of Jays that are visiting the garden again. They're easy to recognise, of course. I saw a couple of them the other morning when I was getting dressed. Oh talking of getting dressed, do you I have trouble with clothes. I don't know whether you do. I have trouble with clothes. I'll put a shirt on and then as it's winter, put my Christmas jumper over the shirt. That kind of makes the shirt collar disappear. So I have to try and pull it out. The shirt sleeves, if you let go of them, they go up the sleeve of the jumper. So you've lost those and you have to struggle to get, I don't know, my socks. I always have trouble putting socks on. And Trish reckons that it's only me that has trouble getting dressed. Do you have trouble getting dressed? I do. I hate clothes. I have said to her in the summer, that's it. I'm not getting dressed today. I'm going to walk round naked. I can't be bothered with it all. It's too much of a palaver. All these clothes and buttons. Oh, buttons. I hate buttons. I hate shoelaces. I do not have any shoes with laces. I can't do that. I hate it. I like shoes that I can slip on and slip off. And in the old days, if I did have a pair of shoes with laces, I'd have them loose. So I could still slip on and slip off. My grandfather used to say, you'll break the back of the, the, is it the heel, the spine of the shoe at the back? You'll break that because I used to crush it with my foot and it would all bend over. And then you have to put your finger in to pull the back of the shoe out from under your foot. And uh, I think even when I was a child, I had trouble with clothes. (laughs) Perhaps I should join a nudist camp. (laughs) But anyway, Trish reckons it's only me. So is that right Ray's rants at protonmail.com. Do you have trouble with clothes? (laughs) Let me know. Actually, she reckons I have trouble with life. I'll go down the garden. I want a, a fork or a spade. And we've got this green cupboard thing, this tall cupboard where we keep all that type of thing. So I open the cupboard door, pull the fork out and the strimmer will fall out of the cupboard and all the orange cables wrap around the fork. So I can't pull that out. When I try and get the strimmer out, the spade falls over, the hoe will fall out and hit me. It's a disaster. I just say, Trish, Trish, help, help me. We watched a, a Sherlock Holmes episode once and there was this Holmes, um, was it Jeremy Brett playing Holmes? And this lady was getting all emotional and he Holmes looked at Watson and he just said, cope, Watson. <laughs> and we both thought that was quite a good line because that's like me. I will say to Trish now, if I'm having trouble you know, with life, as I do, fighting the, the tools in the gardening cupboard or I'm in the shed trying to get the mower out and there's a box of something trying to attack me. I just say, cope, treasure, cope. And she comes and helps. It's hopeless, isn't it? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with these things. You know, you, you just want to take a garden fork out of the cupboard. Why does the strimmer wire have to wrap itself around the fork and then the strimmer fall out? It's just, I think it's all done deliberately. It's designed to try us, isn't it? These things are sent to try us, and they are very trying. Trish says, I am the common denominator, whether it's to do with get, getting dressed and clothes, gardening equipment. She always says, what is the common denominator? Uh, uh, it's the cupboard. The cu- no, it's not. It's not the cupboard. You are the common denominator. That's me. So I think she's right. <laughs> Have you ever watched As Time Goes By with Geoffrey Palmer and Judy Dench? I wonder whether you've seen that, As Time Goes By. Trish reckons I am like Geoffrey Palmer. I'm not quite sure how. Other people say I'm like Victor Meldrew. (laughs) It's funny how other people see yourself, isn't it? How they see you. Not at all what you would think. And it was only when she first said about Geoffrey Palmer, initially I thought, well, I'm not like him at all, but... She says it's some of the comments he has is exactly the sort of thing that I say. So I don't know, it's interesting. A friend of mine was saying to me recently, he was talking about a relation of his. I won't say too much because I know they all listen, but he said, I wonder what he really thinks of me, this relation of his. And I said, well, you'll probably never know, will you? They get on all right, he was saying, but there's something between them. He can't quite put his finger on it. There's something between them that's a bit odd. And he said, I'd love to love to hear from him exactly what he does think of me. And I said, Well actually, you probably wouldn't. It's probably best not to know, isn't it? What's that record? I like that line in that record, Some Things Are Better Left Unsaid. I always remember that line. I forget who sang that now. Was it um that record Why, wasn't it? Why who who did that? Annie Lennox, I think. Hello, just had a news flash. They're sending the army to airports to cover the uh, the who's gone on strike the border force people you know, the, the people that check your passport when you fly into a country it's gatwick heathrow stansted a load of airports all over the uk the border force people are going on strike or are on strike so the army are being sent in i think the army are driving ambulances because the ambulance drivers are on strike the post office uh, the postman they're on strike everyone's on strike And as someone was saying the other day, it's a shame us pensioners can't go on strike. (laughs) Imagine, right, that's it, I'm going on strike. I'm not going to, uh, what am I not going to do? I'm not going to collect my pension. (laughs) I heard that in the UK, we have the lowest pension uh, payout out of the whole of Europe. How about that? We've got the lowest pension, state pension, that is, out of the whole of Europe. Crikey, that's not very good, is it? My niece was saying the other day, how old is she, 30 something, 30, I think, 29. She said, oh, by the time I retire, there won't be a state pension. And she's probably right. Mind you, I remember, I remember in my teens, people saying, oh, there won't be a state pension by the time you retire. So I don't know, all this goes on and on. And I remember people saying, you won't be able to afford to buy a house when you're a bit older. You won't be able to get a mortgage the way things are at the moment. Every generation seems to have said the same thing. But I have to agree where some people are saying this is the worst that a lot of it has ever been. You know, I look back to the 50s and my grandfather was saying, oh, you've got it easy. We had it difficult. But now I do think it is difficult for not just youngsters, but everyone. Absolutely everyone. Just going back to the wildlife and the birds. Did I tell you about the birds and the guys? Yes, the jays, didn't I? I've ordered from Amazon. It should turn up today a feeding a bird feeding box that you stick on your window outside obviously (laughs) not inside because we don't tend to get many birds in the house well not that sort anyway no stop it it's christmas day stop it so this is a plastic box with four rubber sucker things you put on the outside of the window and you put the seed in and the birds will come and feed and of course you can sit indoors looking at them right up against your window which is lovely it's a great thought it'll obviously take the birds quite a while to get used to it but uh, i'm quite looking forward to that turning up i've also ordered 10 meters of coax lead for an aerial but that's another subject altogether of which i'm sure you'll have no interest whatsoever now i'm not being bar humbug when i say this but i am looking forward to christmas being over and new year's eve we're going up to our club on new year's eve uh trisha and myself and her sister and her husband, we've paid out our tickets and we've got to stay there till midnight, obviously. So that's going to be a long evening. I'll try not to moan. Well, what's the time now? Oh, the band aren't coming back on, are they? Do we have to listen to that noise? <laughs> oh dear. No, I'm glad when it's all over because then we get to January. You know what I'm going to say because I say this every year. Then the spring is on its way. The daffodils start poking their little heads up and the crocus and everything else. The buds come out. Mind you, the buds are out on the bushes already, I've noticed. I was doing a bit of gardening the other day. I like gardening. I find it therapeutic. So many people I know, they'll say, oh, I've got to mow the lawn this weekend. I really hate it. I've got to mow the lawn. I like mowing the lawn. I find it therapeutic. And Trish likes gardening. She used to say, I'm not doing the garden. That's your department. I'm not doing that. You deal with it now. I call her the head gardener, and she is, she's head gardener (laughs) on the estate, (laughs) estate, love it. There was one time, a few years ago, I was actually mowing the lawn on Christmas Day morning. It was a lovely day, I forget when it was, and I thought, I'm going to go mow the lawn. It was dry, the sun was out, so I did, I mowed the lawn on Christmas morning. There was another Christmas morning, this is years ago. I was replacing the downstairs toilet, the whole toilet itself, you know, the bit you, you sit on. And Boxing Day, I hadn't, uh, no, not Boxing Day, Christmas Eve, I hadn't quite finished it. I had a problem. And I was actually finishing installing this new toilet on Christmas Day morning. So that was quite funny. What did you do Christmas Day? Oh, I just fitted a new toilet in the downstairs bathroom, cloakroom, whatever. We we call it the utility room because we've got the washing machine tumble dryer, bread maker, oh there's so much stuff out there, it's unbelievable. Just made myself a cup of coffee, which is nice, Trisha's down there cooking, so I'm going to keep out of the way. It's still pouring with rain, sadly. Talking of coffee, well not coffee, talking of drinks, are you going to do dry January? Have you heard of that? It might be a a UK thing, I don't know. Dry January, where you don't have any alcohol in January at all. We have done it in the past, but to be honest, we don't drink much anyway. So there's not much point in saying, well, we're not going to drink for the entire month because we don't drink much anyway. So we won't be doing that. I know one or two people that are, which is good. It can only be a good thing, especially if you drink every day, which that is not good, of course. We tend just to just have a, a couple of, well, Trish will have a couple of glasses of wine at the weekend. Not Christmas weekend, of course. Um, I'll have a couple of real ales, these bottles of real ales. And technically it's not real ale, is it? Because it's not still like in a barrel fermenting or whatever it does. But I'll have some uh, old bar humbug or speckled hen, tanglefoot, or uh, other things that I can't mention. <laughs> some of the titles they, they give these beers, it's amazing. Some of them are really nice, but I can only have one or two because they are, it's not that they're strong. I don't know what it is about these real ale things. I can only have a couple because I start falling over. No, I don't fall over. It's just, I don't know what it is about them, but I do like them. I don't like lager. Anyway, that's enough about alcohol. It's uh, fairly early in the, where are we? It's quarter to 11 in the morning, a bit early for a drink. Friend of mine, bless him, he's died now. He was a uh, proper alcoholic. Glass of vodka, six o'clock in the morning when he woke up. He had a glass of vodka by his bed, ready for when he woke up. And of course it, uh, it did for him in the end. It did for him. Anyway, on a brighter note, I'm looking forward to opening my presents. <laughs> we don't know what we've got each other. We never do. It's a bit of a surprise, but we always have a limit. Like, you know, don't spend more than X pounds because otherwise Trish will go mad and get me some hugely expensive present or the other way round. you know, and the other one's only got a small token gift. So we agree on a limit. And I have to say, she's not listening. I've gone way over the limit this year, but I'm sure she has. (laughs) So that'll be good fun, opening the presents. And we would now do the secret Santa with the entire family on Boxing Day, because they'll all be here. And then we, instead of everyone giving everyone a present, we've had in the past a mountain of presents in in the lounge, middle of the room, a mountain, literally, of presents, Whereas now, obviously the children, we all get them presents. But adults, we do the secret Santa. And I know what I'm getting, a sack trolley. How about, <laughs> who wants a sack trolley for Christmas? We do, it's Trish and me, it's our present. And we've got a sack trolley, a small one that we've had for decades and it's rusty and falling apart. And you might laugh, but we do use it a lot. We bring the coal from the car round the back of the house to the garden on the sack trolley. I'm always cementing or concreting stuff, buying bricks and whatever. The sack trolley. So we're always using the sack trolley. Vats of wine and barrels of beer <laughs> because we're all rampant alcoholics. No, we're not. So that's our <laughs> that's our secret Santa Christmas present. A sack trolley. Can you believe it? Actually, I do know who's, we do know who's giving it to us. And they did say that they're not going to wrap it up. So <laughs> they're just going to wheel a sack trolley into the house oh dear happy days i'm probably going to end the episode here because you don't want to listen to me rambling on for an hour especially not on christmas day so i shall probably end it in a minute if you are on your own email me raise at protonmail.com email me and have a moan i'll give you a shout out just say i don't like your podcast you miserable old. oh that reminds me <laughs> i saw one of these cartoons at christmas there's it's cartoons all over the place and there was this little drawing of a, a girl writing a letter to father christmas and she put in her letter was it i've been very naughty and it was worth it so there you judgmental blah 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 i can't read the rest of it, but i just thought it was quite funny i've been naughty and it was worth it in calling him a judgmental something something blah 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 which i can't can't say but some of the cartoons are quite good So far this year, we've watched three versions of A Christmas Carol. Scrooge, which is good. And that bit where a couple of gentlemen go up to him and say, you don't know me, sir. And Scrooge looks at him and he says, and I've no wish to. (laughs) Walks off. I like that. Imagine answering the front door. Oh, good afternoon. You don't know me. And I say, and I've no wish to. Goodbye. (laughs) It's funny. I do like Scrooge. We must have seen them a hundred times. Or oh, we watched the railway children. The other, is it Jenny Agatha? We watched that the other day, the original uh, Sally Tom set when she was uh, young. That's always a good one. And uh, everyone says, oh, it brings a tear to their eye when, when she shouts, Daddy, my daddy. Uh, that, even that makes me sad because Trisha lost her daddy, what was it, two or three two years ago now? So obviously seeing that, oh dear, that uh, that brings tears to the eyes. Hope you're having a good Christmas day. Well, you can, once you've got rid of me, you can start enjoying the day. (laughs) Now, I hope it hasn't been too boring for you. Not much about the old days, but uh, I'm sure I'll have plenty to say about when I was a boy in the good old days, when we get to... Hang on. Newsflash. Now what's going on? Nurses in England to strike again next month with more dates to be confirmed in the new year. Right, yes, I forgot the nurses are on strike. Everyone's on strike. I think now it's who isn't on strike is the easiest way to put it. I'm not sure who isn't on strike. I'm not on strike. Oh, now we've got another message. Anyway, raise rants at protonmail.com. Email me. Have a great Christmas. Have a great New Year. Happy New Year. What is it? Healthy, prosperous and all that stuff. Happy New Year. And I look forward to having a chat with you on future podcast episodes as i said if you've got anything you want to say or want to shout out to someone email me and let me know i'll be talking to you on wednesday of course with the midweek message Uh, and next sunday is the first of january isn't it so yes saturday this coming saturday will be new year's eve so i'll be talking to you actually on new year's day what a dreadful thing to look forward to no seriously i hope you'll be there I certainly will be, but I'll see you on Wednesday, first of all. Take care, look after yourselves. Happy Christmas. Bye-bye for now.